1: Katerina Simbayuk always knew she wanted to be a musician, since she was in kindergarten. But Katya, that's what her friends call her, she grew up in western Ukraine. When she was a kid, the country had just become independent. And that made getting access to her preferred instrument, the piano, almost impossible mostly people
2: didn't have money and my mom actually didn't have money for buying piano for me and she said please kata because uh, a lot of children you know like children oh today i want tomorrow i don't want i change my mind and uh, and oh yeah i have kids i know yeah please and i said no mom i promise you i will never change my mind and uh, she did it for me And uh, I remember, I really remember this moment when I, um, when four guys uh, was uh, taking this piano on the first floor and my mom was watching it and I was kissing my mom's arms because I was so happy. And I said, mom, I'm, I'm so grateful. Thank you so, so much. And she was, okay, I will see. I will see how you will practice. And uh, so I never, after that, I, I, I didn't even have uh, Uh, a thought to quit uh, music school, never.
1: In music school, Katya picked up singing. She had a rock band at 16. But then she fell in love with opera. Now she performs out of a 19th century theater in Odessa. This opera house, it looks straight out of a fairy tale. It's got lots of red velvet, rococo wall panels covered in gold leaf. Oh, it's, it's the most
2: beautiful place, I think, in, in our th- city. And it, it's really, it's one of the most beautiful, uh, beautiful opera theaters in the world.
1: Musicians like Katya, they care so much about this place that when Russia invaded earlier this year, orchestra members and singers filled sandbags and stacked them in front of the building, trying to protect it. Then they held outdoor concerts you can still find these performances online. This is a brass band, dressed in camouflage, playing Don't Worry, Be Happy. This quartet is singing while they lean on anti-tank devices, called hedgehogs.
2: To be honest, the first thing I thought, oh my God, if they will destroy our opera house... I don't know, I I really, I I don't even afraid so much about my apartment, my home, but I was afraid so much about our beautiful opera house. It's a monument, very beautiful uh, architecture, so I I really hope that it will stay safe. Do you feel safe now? Like the opera house is safe? Like like you're safe? Mm, I feel more safe in opera house because at least they're a bomb shelter. Because uh, uh, w- here, when I where I live, uh, I don't uh, I don't have a bomb shelter close to my house. Or maybe I have somewhere, but you know, when you hear air alarm like three, five times uh, a day, and and two, three times per night, you cannot go all the time somewhere like escape. You cannot escape.
1: So you feel safer in the opera house than you do at home. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Today on the show, while the war in Ukraine rages on, the music hasn't stopped. In Odessa, performers like Katya are committed to bringing their opera house back, no matter what. I'm Mary Harris. You're listening to What Next. Stick around. This episode is brought to you by Discover. When the war started, Katya was actually nowhere near Ukraine. She was in England, on tour. She realized the invasion was happening when she woke up one morning and saw another Ukrainian performer had broken down in tears. It
2: it, it was a girl from our uh, orchestra. She was a musician. Usually when we are touring, uh, we live in one hotel and we communicate uh, to each other. And I just uh, went out and I saw her crying and I asked what happened, and she said, Katya, bad news from Ukraine. And everybody was shocked. Everybody. And you know what is interesting? With us was three people from Russia, by the way. And they felt, uh, you know, it's horrible feeling when you are ashamed because you are Russian. You are ashamed. And they really f- felt that. They said that to you? Yes, yes. They said that, Katya,
1: I'm so sorry, we cannot do anything. Katya kept working, kept touring. And then she got a call from the Odessa Opera in May. Russia was still actively bombing around the region. But her bosses wanted to put together a series of performances anyway.
2: And they said, Katya, we are waiting for you. So come, if you are not afraid. If you are not afraid, we are opening and, and we are waiting for you. I said, "Wow, really? Oh, I cannot believe that." They said, "Well, uh, first we, um, from the beginning, we will work online. Maybe some online concerts on YouTube channels. Also, they uh, were performing like online. And thanks to COVID, we already know how to do that. Hmm. And also, uh, we had some concerts uh, in uh, different buildings." In a church, a Lutheran church, uh, we call it Kircha, and also some museums and uh, hospitals we were performing for our uh, wounded uh, soldiers. So at least we started to work a little bit, and uh, then when it was uh, a resumption of uh, performances, it was really great.
1: Did you come back to Ukraine basically because your job was starting again?
2: Yes, basically. Only um, to be honest, only because of that. Because uh, opera theater started to work. Otherwise, uh, what would I do here, sitting at home and 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 afraid that some missile will come to my house uh, sooner or later? So, no. But when I when I knew that opera house start, uh, started to work, so. Yes, it was the main uh, for me. And then I uh, I decided yes, I will go back because I want to work, because I want to be on the stage, I want to sing, and I and I wa- actually I want to be at home to be honest. I want to be at home. Everywhere we we're saying everywhere is good, but home is better, despite any, anything.
1: When you returned to Odessa, what did you find? I mean, you'd been away from your apartment for a number of months. In the space of that time, there'd been war. So what was it like to walk back into your city, to walk back into your life? It changed, of course. It change, uh, changed um,
2: a lot. For example, there were a lot of traffic jams before. It was very crowded. It was a city, yes yes big big city of course and and now it's it's not that crowded anymore and very few people even few cars oh because also petrol very expensive became and a lot of people just escape so not that crowded not mm, little more depressed maybe but life is still is going on here and uh, people are working, people are trying, even goes to some restaurants, cafes, which is also nice because economy should work. I think it's it's, it's normal. We should work to, to help our army and to help our country to, to survive in such a hard uh, time but of course it's not that odessa as it was before and especially for me for me very hard that all our beaches are mined
1: katya is referring to landmines here a landmine killed a swimmer in odessa back in june
2: we cannot enjoy our beautiful sea uh, only only a little far like not on the sand so we cannot go on the sand we cannot swim and it's so difficult because uh, it, in summer, summer, such a great weather. So Russians, uh, you know, stole our spring. They stole our summer. They
1: stole everything. It's just cruel because you know it's a place people will be attracted to and want to go. To enjoy,
2: yeah, we had a lot of tourists, and Odessa uh, was uh, making good money with that because a lot of tourists and people were renting their uh, renting out their uh, apartments, and uh, and also economic w- was working, and it was uh, very good. And now, of course, we lose lose a lot.
1: Yeah, you say you performed for injured soldiers. That must have been emotional. What was that like?
2: Oh, for me, it's very difficult, to be honest, very difficult, because I saw such uh, young guys, sometimes they were very young, sometimes they were uh, old enough, Uh, I don't like this word word, old, I say experienced. (laughs) Some of them were very experienced, and um, it's I don't know, they are so great and we are proud so much uh, of them they are great they are our heroes and uh, it's it's very it's very hard for me as uh, as a human uh, just to see their suffering but they are so great they never never show that uh, they have some pain or something they are so um, optimistic you know, and the most interesting that uh, despite anything uh, what happened uh, to them, they want to go and fight again, even he has no arm, he has no uh, no leg or something Ah, I don't care, I will go again and I will fight and I will defend my my country so they are really great and uh, it's... um, Oh, it's a great experience for for us to, to just to talk with them, just to to see them smile. If I if I can make at least one of them to, to smile and to have to feel some some happy, at least for some moment, I I will I will really believe that I'm not existing here vainly.
1: Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com
0: slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Last month, the Odessa Opera decided to take one more step towards normalcy and open its doors to the public. The sandbags were still out front, but for the first time in months, the opera house was filled with Music. Keep in mind, even though the fighting seems to have cooled down around Odessa, air raid sirens are still pretty normal here. In fact, the opera had to limit the number of people in the audience to make sure each and every one of them could fit in the theater's bomb shelter. And the performers, they've got their own separate shelter, just in case you know we are musicians we we don't know anything else
2: well i i, I know uh, something else what to do when it was covid uh, i started to bake sourdough bread <laughs> yeah everybody uh, found some some uh, hobby maybe some new profession but still it's it's our life it's um, hmm we we just cannot live without uh, without it and uh, if we can if we can make somebody more happy with our uh, music with our
1: art so why not when you walked into the opera house knowing you'd be having a performance there can you just describe the feeling to me oh i huh.
2: I don't know maybe it was a little bit like um, little worry about how it will be how it will be how audience will react how how everything will be will be air alarm or not will people be safe or not um, so it was uh, like million thoughts in 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 mind but you know everything gone right away when I just went. Uh, on the stage it's like a, a miracle on the stage uh, you forget about everything and there is just me music and people in, in, in the hall and nothing nothing else
1: it's interesting to hear you describe that kind of ability to disassociate when you're on stage and just do it because it's like you've been trained to do it it's it's what you do I feel like it's a little bit like that for the audience too where the lights go down and the stage lights come up and you can forget and that's part of the advantage of having the opera house open again I'm sure
2: yes yes yeah, it was really um, feeling like uh, everything is okay in our country like um like it was before and uh, we were so lucky that n- no air alarms uh, no no anything interrupted uh, our performance our concert uh, so we really felt like everything is okay and life is is good and uh, beautiful music and a beautiful opera house and uh, we are safe, and uh, everything is is good, and it gives us a hope that it will be that it will be like that.
1: How regularly are you performing now? Um, not
2: very often, but we are working uh, on new production by the way, and we uh, are hoping that uh, it will it will be uh, on September. A new production. It's Ukrainian opera, Kateryna.
1: That's your name.
2: Yes, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Kateryna, uh, it was written by um, a, a poet, a poet, very famous, Shevchenko. It, it's our best poet. It's a beautiful, beautiful opera, modern, modern opera.
1: It sounds like it's important to you to do Ukrainian work right now. Of course. Very important,
2: very important. Because before, um, before it was very few Ukrainian operas on our stage. Very few, maybe one, no, two, maybe three, no more. Very few, and and we actually had a lot of Russians. It was a very beautiful, Tchaikovsky operas. But now we decided to re- refuse. Because not appropriate time for that. Not appropriate. Maybe, maybe when everything will, will finish, maybe we will. But I don't think so. I don't know how many years should, should, uh, should pass till we can forget. And I'm not sure that we can forget.
1: I read that the first thing you performed in the opera house was the Ukrainian National Anthem. I wonder if there's a part that speaks to you that you find especially moving and what it is and why.
2: Oh, uh, for me, uh, Ukrainian anthem, it's um, a very special thing. You know, when I was in United Kingdom and uh, when war started, uh, we decided every hour performance in United Kingdom Finish with a Ukrainian anthem. We was on the stage and we took our um, flag and we showed our flag to the audience and we started to sing uh, Ukrainian anthem and all people were standing up and all people were applause and respect so much and uh, support so much. But from the beginning, I I, I couldn't think, uh, sing uh I just uh, was crying and crying and crying i I, I couldn't hold my uh, uh, myself and uh and now in in ukraine it was not that hard for me because I was already seeing that uh, anthem in United kingdom uh many times and I was ready. You know, I was ready emotional. I was already ready for, for these uh, difficult emotions. So I, I, I maybe didn't cry so much. But for me, it's, it's very special because finally, finally, I could sing our anthem in my native land, in my native opera house, in, in for my native people. And it was very attached. Very attached.
1: How does it go? What are the lyrics? What does it sound like?
2: Lyrics, uh, lyrics is very appropriate, by the way, to this time. It means, uh, It means uh, Ukraine, Ukraine didn't die uh, yet and uh, didn't die her glory and didn't die her freedom. Hope maybe someday. I really hope that we will not need uh, any more of this kind of words. Uh, I hope that someday it will finish. But feels like until Russia exists and this uh, uh, this their leader exists, ruler exists. Unfortunately, we we have to get ready to protect our land all the time, all the time. Because feels like he will never refuse from a wish to take all Ukraine.
1: I wonder if you see performing right now as a kind of active resistance, saying we're still here and we're still doing what we do, even though there are air raid sirens yes i think we can uh, i think with that we we show
2: our strengths our power and really we show that uh, you will not break us you will not break our spirit and uh, and to show people to show our people ukrainians that uh, we should united and we should be strong and uh, the most the most important is our spirit and and our
1: Um, our faith in our victory. Is there anything in particular you want people in the United States to know about your situation? I feel like at the beginning of the war there was so much attention. Now there's less, comparatively. What do you want Americans to know about what life is like in Ukraine right now?
2: I can... Uh, only say that, unfortunately, nothing stopped, and it didn't get better, it's getting worse and worse, and I understand, of course, that everybody tired about this news, about the situation, and and everybody was shocked from the beginning, but uh, now it's like, mm -mm, okay, yes, we know, but what can we do, Mm -mm, yes, I, I, I can understand that, it's actually happened to our people as well. Because, like, from the beginning, when we heard uh, sirens, we were uh, running and uh, trying to escape. But now, oh, sirens, oh, okay, oh.
1: You've gotten used to it.
2: Yes, yes, we got to use for that. And, and, uh, and of course, uh, people all over the world and uh, from United States, of course, they got to use for, for that horrible news. But please don't forget. Please don't forget. Because every day, every day here, people are dying for for... <laughs> I cannot say for nothing because we are dying for our freedom. We are dying for our land, our native land. So we really need you not to stop help us because only with your help we can resist.
1: Thank you so much for this conversation, Katya. Thank you so much also. Thank you so much. Katarina Simbayuk is a soloist at the Odessa Opera. And that's our show. What Next is produced by Elena Schwartz, Mary Wilson, Carmel Del Shad, and Madeline Ducharme. We are getting a ton of support right now from Anna Rubinova, Jared Downing, and Anna Phillips. We're led by Joanne Levine and Alicia Montgomery. And I'm Mary Harris. You can go track me down on Twitter. Say hello. I'm at Mary's desk. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, uh-huh, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually.
3: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really?
0: Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
3: I never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.